1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by my man, Tony Jones, who's back in my old neck of the woods out in Washington, D.C. What's up, Tony? What's
2: up, man? How are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I I honestly, uh, I'm a little bit Wait sad that I'm know not. I not know this was your neck of the woods. Well, I'm from Richmond, so I'm okay. right down the road. So D.C., you know, mid-Atlantic, you know. Baltimore to Richmond is all basically one place kind of. And yeah, uh that's yeah. True. Yeah, so I, you know, all my people are up in DC and uh and I love DC. Did you get a chance to walk around the city at all?
2: I mean, you know, I mean, my mom and 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 her entire side of the family are from here. So I mean, I know oh, the city.
1: Yeah, okay. But I mean, but, on this trip, did you get a chance to walk? It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful time of year uh, to be there.
2: A little bit. You know, I went down to, uh, I hung out with my brother a little bit and, um, I went to Georgetown that's, 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 that was the big, big news on this trip. So
1: that's where the jazz was practicing.
2: Yep. And they had shoot around there. So I got to take a photo with the, uh, with, uh, the legendary John Thompson statue, um, uh just got to, you know, kind of walk around the campus. Just a absolutely beautiful campus, man. Um I, I need Georgetown. Yeah.
1: I need Georgetown to come back to national prominence in college basketball. I think that life was just better when when they were good. Don't you think? Well
2: that, that part is true. And um uh they got a big win against Syracuse on Saturday. Uh so go Hoyas and uh there are a couple of people Uh, who as a result of that win who now owe me dinner Um, (laughs) oh god not not another dinner another dinner bet hey i won this time i won this time tony i love
1: i love that your retirement plan is cashing in on dinner bets that that's i mean you're gonna have 40 years of dinner bets that you've probably lost that people are just gonna be like ah, i can't remember (laughs) if i if
2: i'm homeless i know where to go and get something to eat at this point that's right
1: all right. Well, let, speaking of homeless, I don't know. This is a bad segue, but the Jazz have uh, been on a four-game uh, road trip, and guess what? They won all four games. Tony, this team is uh, is a bit different, I think, or at least a, in a different place than they were when we were worried about them a few weeks ago. You know, they had started out the season so well, they scuffled for a couple of weeks. And now they've righted the ship. All of a sudden, they're on a seven-game winning streak, including the the four games on the road. And Tony, I asked you a couple of weeks ago if they'd kind of figured it out and turned it around. And frankly, I think that yes, they have. Do you agree? Well,
2: I mean, remember before the road trip, well, we were like, "Wow, this is a tough trip." Um, you know, they've got Cleveland, and Cleveland's playing well. They've got. Minnesota and you know they got swept by Minnesota last year they got Philly on the back to back so that's going to be tough and and Washington's playing well so you know we were like okay if the Jazz go three and one that's a great trip for them if they go two and two that's a pretty you know that's a pretty good trip for them but they could they could go one and three and you know this would be and, and and nobody would be surprised. Well, the one thing that we didn't say is we didn't. Neither one of us were like, "Well, yeah, they're going to sweep the trip," because we're like, "Yeah, they're going to drop one of these games." You know, it's it's it's, you know between the the quality of the teams and the logistics of the trip in terms of um, going through one of those three and four nights. um, You know, they they're going to drop one of those games, and they've been they were phenomenal. I mean, not only did they sweep the trip. Um, you know, they only have one close game, the 109-108 game uh, against Cleveland to start the trip. Cleveland, who's, like, playing almost as well as anybody in the league right now. Um, but then, you know, they, they blow out Minnesota. They beat Minnesota by 32. They blow out Philly. And then they they, they blow out um, uh, the Wizards. Uh, they blow out the Wizards in, in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and, you know, they 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 look really, really good. Like, you know, we were uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, hey, you know, Golden State and Phoenix are playing uh, on a level of their own right now. And the Jazz are, are the, the Jazz have, have gotten uh, really close to matching that level that Golden State and Phoenix have been playing at.
1: I think that they're right there. Right. I think that they're just a notch below those teams. And the truth is, when you look at the standings, they're only two and a half games back from the Suns for the one seed, only two games behind the Warriors. So their record is right there, too. They're, that's clearly the top three in the, in the West. I don't think that there's any doubt from anyone there that those are the three best teams in the West. It's just, do you put Utah in the same category as Phoenix and Golden State? And I'm okay with saying the jury's still out because – You know, while this has been an impressive road trip, I I need to see more of of sort of the high-level play that Phoenix and Golden State tend to hit. Um, Like, games like like the game against Minnesota, where they absolutely just crush them. Those are great games to see. I think those are fantastic wins. They need a few more of those. Because Minnesota, by the way, not a bad team. They're kind of a middle-of-the-road team that's scrappy. And I think if you can dominate teams like that, that really does show me that, that you've you've turned a corner as far as the season goes and and things are on the right track so let, let's talk a little bit about both sides of the ball because they're doing well on both sides their offense has been spectacular and the pressure that they're putting on teams it looks like last season when they made the commitment to launching more more early shot clock threes getting those good looks instead of favoring the great ones and you can see it's really it's taking teams out of their game plan tony you
2: know, it's it's a, a couple of things um, to to try to backtrack on what you said, um, you know, just about, uh, um, you know, just having a mentality. Rui Gobert said as much last night, you know, and he said, you know, I think this week we we kind of developed or we showed at least a contender, a, a contender's mentality, uh, which I thought was interesting. And, and I and I thought you know w- was accurate like you know the jazz could have easily you know rolled over and and let uh saturday night against washington be a schedule loss instead you know they just went out and 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 took care of business and 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 wrecked the wizards team that that had been playing really well um you know the jazz could have you know lost to minnesota instead they they you know they wrecked them by 32 they could have had a schedule loss in, in Philly. It's, instead, they went out and um, really, you know, really uh, destroyed them as well. So, you know, it was kind of like, hey, you know, it, a, a contending mentality is, you know, you, you play at the same level no matter what the circumstance. And, you know, it, or you play at a certain level no matter what the circumstance. Sometimes you play a little higher than that level, but if you always play at the baseline of that level, you um, it puts the onus on the other team to play above that level. And I think the Jazz did that um, in, in, this, uh, in this road trip. Um. Discovered the
0: latest collections from David Yurman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yurman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yurman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continued to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men, defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: You know, the, the one thing that, that, that I will say, um, you know, with the Jazz offense, and, you know, we know the numbers, you know, essentially right now they're the top offense in the league. And, you know, truthfully, they're on a pace – um, to, to be one of the best offenses ever. Uh, that's, how, that's how good this offense has been uh, over the last month. Um, but it, it psychologically, you know, the Jazz just put a lot of team pressure on teams to really, really, really be good. And, you know, I think the, 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 the onus that the Jazz put on teams is you got to score for 48 minutes against this Jazz team. You can't have any l- lulls in your lineup. You you can't go, you know, five or six minutes without making shots because if you do that, then you're going to be, you know, in all likelihood, you're going to be down by double digits. Um, you know, you got to, um, you know, th- they they make shots. Uh, they don't have any lulls throughout their lineups. They don't put bad lineups on the floor, um, especially when they're healthy. You know, their nine-man rotation is – is probably as good a nine man rotation as there there is in the league. And, you know, and, and, and truthfully, I mean, we still gotta see how it works out in the playoffs, but in the regular season, man, it's it's you know, they 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 have a chance to be a juggernaut. So um uh, we'll see, you know, I, I think th- this this upcoming home stand is gonna be big because you know, you don't want to go on the road and and, and sweep a road trip and then waste it, waste it at home. And honestly, I think the Jazz have probably been a better road team this year than they have been a home team.
1: Which is which is strange, right? Because the last home, home stand, we actually thought it was an opportunity for them to, to establish themselves as one of the top three teams. They did it on the road, right? And, and that's great. I got some numbers for you, Tony, because it's kind of nuts. The last two weeks, and, and these stats are from cleaning the glass, which is fantastic statistics website if you don't subscribe. Um, the last two weeks, their offensive rating, this is points per 100 possessions, 128.1, Tony. That is absurd. That is absolutely absurd. Their point differential is plus 17.1. Now, that's second in the last two weeks behind Memphis, who was plus 17.6, but Memphis, well, they beat somebody by 75 exactly. points. Exactly, I was going to say. But Memphis had that stat-padding game where they, where they won a game by 75 points. This has been regular dominant basketball for the for this stretch, this seven-game winning streak. And in particular, the last two weeks, I mean, when you look at the numbers, they have just dominated in every single way that you can. Now, their defense has been, you know, about league average, but their offense has been so high that you almost have to – ignore a little bit of the defensive numbers because it's going to be noisy. There's going to be a lot of garbage time and scores are going to get a little bit closer. In the competitive portion of these games, man, this is this is the sort of performance that we expected them to come out of the gate. Now, everyone's going to start thinking about the playoffs already. I still think it's too early for that. I want to talk about their defense specifically, Tony, because you and I both know that Rudy Gobert, his job is not just to block shots. He's also a deterrent and he's a mistake eraser. And you can see the difference in this defense with a healthy set of guards and wings. And I just mean healthy. These are the same guys that they've had, uh, Rudy Gay notwithstanding. These are the same guys. But the defense looks totally different when Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell can actually move around, don't you think?
2: Well, Donovan, Mike Conley's always been a good defender. But and it's the
1: movement. It's being healthy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. And – and you know obviously you know those guys are healthy but the difference is for me Donovan Mitchell's actually playing defense this year and he hasn't he hadn't in years past or you know he he hadn't actually been active he's been you know so you know he hasn't been a stopper but he's been he's been good right like he's he stayed in front of guys uh, he's 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 been opportunistic. He's generate turnovers. He's getting deflections. He's getting in the passing lanes. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell is is has played on a uh, on a real all NBA level this year. Um, you know, so if if this um, persists, if, if he plays, keeps playing on the same level. I expect him to make All NBA for the first time in his career, and and to do it rather easily, um, you know. So you know, just those two, you know, Mitchell and 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 Conley um, playing well on the perimeter, I think that's helped. I think Rudy Gay has helped a ton, um, you know, just with the length with the length that he has on the floor, with his rebounding. He really helps rebounding. Uh, I think that that Royce O'Neal's been good def- really good defensively. Um as he always is. I give you an advan- uh I I'll give you an example. I, th- I think in Philly he completely took uh Tobias Harris out of the game. Uh and and you know, that really hurt the Sixers. Um, you know, so there have been guys, you know, and, in, you know, they have had a little bit more help and in, in my opinion than they they've had last year. Uh, I'm talking about Rudy Gobert and, and, you know, Hassan Whiteside, obviously Hassan Whiteside hadn't, hasn't been here in the past. And I think Gobert's, you know, far and away the best defensive player in the league. I mean, you know, people are going to say that they don't think that he is, but I mean, he, he, you know, truly he's the best defensive player in the league. And, and I don't think, I don't think it's close. Um, because he's a defensive system in and of his, of himself, um, you know, and that's and he's the argument. Playing,
1: yeah, that's the that's the big argument, and I think that gets lost. It, it's you may have guys like Draymond Green is a more versatile defender, certainly, right? You can defend in in different ways with Draymond Green than you can with Rudy Gobert. I don't think anybody's arguing that ever. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you can take Rudy Gobert and put him on any team with any roster, and it is a top five regular season defense, no matter what. And you can't do that necessarily with a guy like Draymond. It's a different. It's a different thing, and it doesn't denigrate either guy. It's just they're different players, and, and so you know when the the conversation gets to be about Gobert, I think a lot of it winds up being, you know, we're told things are one way, and they're not necessarily. That's not necessarily true. And the novice only sees the finish of a play, right? And they don't understand all of the workings that go into everything leading up to the finish of that play. And so, you know, you get this the the rub from the series like they had against the Clippers, where the Clippers are this one team that's able to exploit the, the Jazz defense in this one particular way. And all of a sudden there's the conversations about Rudy like they have after the Minnesota Timberwolves game, which – Tony, this made no sense to me. For a team to lose by that much and to say, oh, well, we're not scared of Rudy Gobert. Seems like they played like it, didn't it? That was a little ridiculous, wouldn't you think? (laughs) I make no – listen, I think that this is just that team deciding, you know what, we got a good shot to see the Jazz in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and start playing some mind games. That's what I'm thinking. But
2: do they have a good shot of seeing the Jazz in the playoffs? I mean,
1: maybe the way the way they, they've been playing the well, last. Well, if they make the play-in, if they make the play-in, it, it's okay. you know Jazz are in play for the one or two seed, I think, still. Yes. Yes. Right. That's facts. not wrapped up. Yeah. So I could see Minnesota sneaking in there. Okay. And, and there's a little bit of a rivalry here anyway, which is funny because Minnesota's been so bad, but they've had Utah's number. So I do think the, that there's a little bit of game here. The whole thing, the irony of the
2: whole thing, you know, in in let's ignore you know um, let's ignore Anthony Edwards comments that because that was just ridiculous but well, he's, he's trolling 20. for sure yeah that's yeah he's trolling but he's 20. Pat Beverly saying oh you know if I'm doing this and I, you know if I'm the defense player of the year I'm covering this stuff. first of all there are a couple of things that made me laugh here number one you know, he's playing with Carl Anthony Towns, who's one of the, you know, and I love Carl Anthony Towns, but he's, he's one awful. of the worst defending bigs that I've ever seen in my life.
1: Been better so, this year, though.
2: Yeah. He has
1: been me, better this year,
2: right? I've seen, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I saw the Jazz in the Timberwolves, and I thought he was awful. But, look, I digress. That's number one. Number two, you shouldn't be talking shit if you're one of the worst players on the floor and Pat Beverly's not a great basketball player. So, you know, that's like, you know, you're, you know, you, that's like you, you're, you're playing, you're in the 10 and like the eighth best player on the floor starts talking and starts yapping. And that's essentially what Pat Beverly is, but that's what he's been doing his entire career. Um, But, you know, I mean, those comments, that, that came out they first of all they shouldn't come out from anybody but they certainly shouldn't come out from him. Um, you know so I, I just thought that that those comments were um, I, I just thought they were funny on on you know just a number of levels and um, you know and, and obviously they were inaccurate. I mean they, they were definitely inaccurate but you know people are gonna say what they say and you know at this point you know it just seems like people around the league uh are just taking shots at go bear for fun um you know which i think is interesting as well so um it, it 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 was it was it certainly made for an interesting week and and as as a writer uh who was on a long trip it certainly made for 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 stuff to write about so i i, I was definitely grateful for that
1: part I mean, look, it's fun. I, I like that kind of stuff. I, I don't yeah. necessarily like yeah, between players, right? Like, I don't necessarily want to hear it from, you know, from analysts talking about Rudy Gobert because you should know better. But players, hey man, that's all. That's all fine and good for me, right? Like, you should be talking smack, I, and I like that, especially because of the history. With these two teams, it's the weirdest thing that Utah just struggles with the, with the Timberwolves. But, you know, they, they they smacked them the other night. All right, Tony. So the Jazz going back home, got a nice long homestand culminating with a Christmas Day game, which, you know, I know you're pumped to be home for Christmas. Uh, but let's look at the next few games. They've got the Clippers, Spurs. they got the Wizards again on Saturday. And... um, Again, no easy games in the NBA I think this season. Period. Like the Spurs were struggling, kind of looked like they were tanking at first, and now they've come on strong. They've been tough, bringing a lot of energy. And that's the first game of a back-to-back. Now it's luckily it's a home back-to-back for for Utah, but you got the Spurs and Wizards back-to-back and the Clippers on Wednesday, and we know, I mean that's going to be an ESPN game because everyone wants to see what the Clippers are going to do to the Jazz this time. I don't know, man. I think Utah is rolling. I, I think Utah might be able to carry this win streak to Christmas. You know you jinxed them, right? I know I did. I do it every time. <laughs> every time. Oh, man, look at this easy schedule. They should go 4-0, 0-4. <laughs> What's wrong with the Jazz? Oh, man. I, I think the Clippers game is going to be tough. Um, of course. I mean, the Clippers are tough, right? Like they the Even without tough. Kawhi, man, like they're just – they play solid you know, basketball. They're so well coached, and Paul George Paul as the George number one.
2: Yeah, Paul George is playing at an extremely high level. Um, you know, and they, you know, was, was between Zubac and and, and Serge Ibaka, they had the bigs to. Uh, they had the bigs to to really occupy uh, Gobert and, and Whiteside. Um, you know, the difference is: are we going to see? You know, the, like, I, I thought Reggie Jackson made such a difference in that series because if Reggie Jackson um, didn't, you know, go human scion um, in in that series, uh, I, I think the Jazz still have a real chance to win that series. You know, so, I mean, he's he's been back to, you know, a lot closer to, you know, the actual Reggie Jackson um in, uh, in, in, in the regular season. So we'll see what Reggie Jackson shows up on Wednesday, but yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, that I think that's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be a, a game that the jazz, uh, are, are really awake for, um, you know, so that should, that should be interesting. Um, you know, uh, I can't wait to, to see Minnesota for, for the jazz to see Minnesota again, that's going to be really interesting. Um, you know games against games between uh quinn snyder and greg popovich are always interesting um because greg popovich really knows how to attack uh quinn snyder and and you know that's that's a style game right like you know san antonio loves to get into the mid-range and the jazz you know they drop big defense you know they you know what what they uh surrender you know, most of the time is, is mid range jump shots. So I've seen San Antonio beat the jazz in games, you know, just shooting exclusively mid range. So um, that's going to be interesting as well. So, you know, it, it looks like a schedule that the jazz should take advantage of, but uh, I don't think that um, that's a, a nearly going to be a guarantee, but if they do um, if they do play well and they do, you know, just kind of go through the schedule that they have a chance to put a really nice wedding street together.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we will be back next week at some point where we'll check in on that. And, uh, Tony, I'm still debating. I might come to your house for Christmas. I might just get a Santa suit and just roll up to your door Christmas day. What do you think?
2: Pop up, baby. I mean,
1: only thing is man, It's cold. Cold in Utah. I think I should go somewhere warm if I'm going somewhere for Christmas. Uh, Tony, let's go. Let's go on vacation. Let's 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 uh, forget the Christmas Day game. Let's go somewhere like San Diego. Let's go somewhere nice. Yeah, for I, I can't do that, Dave. I got to cover <laughs> Christmas Day. All right. I'm well, everybody, missing,
2: I'm not missing Luca.
1: Okay. Oh well, that that's worth seeing. Uh, everybody, go and follow Tony on the Athletic app, and and if you haven't already subscribed, go to the Athletic.com/slash/GameNotes and do it now. Give someone the gift of The Athletic for Christmas. This podcast, ad-free, all of the great journalism and reporting that Tony does over at The Athletic, never with any ads, theathletic.com slash game notes. Go and sign up. Let them know Tony sent you. Uh, For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFort. This has been Game Notes, and we'll talk to you guys later on in the week.